Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you're tuning in, thank you for joining for AB Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey. Adam is out for the week, and I will be covering your news. Today is Tuesday, July 25th, and we will be covering the third day of Comic-Con, which was a really big I don't know how to explain it. It was just very massive for both DC and Marvel and in both of their in their respectful ways. DC was not as revealing as Marvel was, but then again, Marvel wasn't super revealing. They just announced a ton of titles and gave us a little bit of footage, um, which was very powerful footage, I will say that. But uh, let's just kick it off with... DC. DC had two different panels, one that showcased Shazam, the Fury of the Gods, and Black Adam. And I'll just start there with that first panel. Shazam, the Fury of the Gods, will be premiering on December 21st of this year, and it comes just a couple days after Avatar 2, so this movie will drown in Avatar 2's water. And that is sad for me to say because I love the first Shazam movie, but I don't see this movie doing as well financially based solely on the, the release date. So um, I'll just get into it. We got our first trailer at Shazam the Fury of the Gods. We get our first look at the villains, which consist of Helen Mirren playing Hespera, Lucy Liu playing Calypso, and Rachel Zegler playing Atlas. And, well, that's not correct. She's playing a daughter of Atlas, and she's also the love interest for Billy, I believe, or Freddy. One of the two. I can't remember. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we also get a first look at a couple of the aspects that are going to be in this. Uh, Shazam will be fighting... The Shazamily will be fighting dragons. They will be fighting magic, and Jamon Hansu returns as the all-knowing wizard that uh, gave Shazam his powers. Um, also, I believe his name is Shazam. And that rounds up the cast of returning characters. I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I don't think it's going to be cinema gold, but I think it's just going to be a fun pleasant time in the theater especially coming around christmas time people are going to be going to the theaters quite frequently and so i'm sure people will still go see this movie when it comes out but i do think that it's going to suffer in the box office due to avatar 2 being released like five days before next up on our reveals from dc we had like a 15 minute entrance from uh, Black Adam himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was like lifted up on a 
a pedestal and had lightning coming out of his hands technically it was just a screen behind him and he was dressed in his black adam outfit it was definitely it it reminded me of uh his wwe days the the entrances that they have it felt very very much like a wwe entrance and it was so cheesy and yes we did get a rendition of the hierarchy of power is about to change in the dc universe and I am so sick of that line, but uh, moving on. We got a new trailer, uh, the full trailer for this movie, and I think that they should have led with this trailer in the first part. It feels more serious, the stakes are higher, and I think that this is how they should have marketed the movie because the first trailer made it seem like, oh, this is another DC trying to be funny movie kind of like Aquaman I'm not a fan of Aquaman so I apologize for the Aquaman fans out there but this movie in the first trailer just seemed really cheesy like oh it's just another Dwayne Johnson movie coming out except he's a superhero in this one I I really like the character moments in this trailer I like Pierce Brosnan in it Uh, I'm excited to see the Justice Society in this and it from what I've heard, is that this movie is setting up a Justice Society movie, and that is going to be kind of what what is going forward in the DC Universe, rather than the Justice League. And that covers it for DC's film side of, of their slate. Moving on to their Netflix show that comes out on August 5th, The Sandman. They released a new trailer. I didn't watch the panel for this one. I'm not sure if it's available online. I, I'm very excited for this show. I, I know that we've, we've talked a little bit about this show, and I'm, in, I'm excited, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. My reasoning is because it's Netflix, and Netflix likes to screw with their audience. And so I'm not feeling super attached to this show. I feel like it's just going to get one season because... The way that Netflix is going right now, it's not looking that great. Anyway, the trailer's out. You can go catch it and let us know what you think of The Sandman. Uh, I'll I'll probably review it after it comes out and let you guys know my thoughts. Let's move on to the pantheon of announcements that came from Marvel Studios. So we'll start off with their Phase 4 announcements and reveals. Uh, Kevin Feige came out on stage and said that Black Panther Wakanda Forever will wrap up Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But first, before that, we have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, coming out, I believe, August 17th of 2022. So, in just under a month away. And we got our final trailer for the She-Hulk, Attorney at Law show. And I liked this trailer way more than I liked the first trailer that they released. Um, It showed a little bit more of the dynamic between her and the Hulk. There were some really funny scenes of her out doing the Hulk and their routine and him saying, like, you still have so much to learn. And she's already learned way more than him. And it was just some, some fun dynamic, cousin dynamic between the two. 
and I'm very excited to see that on screen. Another thing that was really intriguing to me was that She-Hulk was talking to the audience, and so she broke the fourth wall, and um, I'm curious to see how the MCU is going to work with this. I know that Daredevil, not Daredevil, Deadpool is that kind of a character, and so I'm I'm curious to see if this is going to be a tease as to what's to come from Deadpool. So, yeah, I feel like you should, if you're curious about Deadpool showing up in the MCU, watch this show because it's probably going to give an idea of how Deadpool will fit into the MCU. We also got a look at Emil Blonsky returning as the Abomination. We also got a look at Wong returning and having a lot of he, it seems like he's going to have a lot of interactions with with She-Hulk. And then we also got our first look at the Wrecking Crew. And they announced the cast, but I'm not going to announce the cast here because of timing. And we also got a look at Titania. And she will be played by Jamil... I cannot remember her name. I'm blanking on it. So if you know, you know. She was in The Good Place, and she's a great character in that show and so I'm very excited to see her in this. The big tease at the very end of the trailer was a shadowy figure in a red and yellow costume flipping over She-Hulk and then you see his batons. This is Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil in his suit not in his lawyer getup as we last saw him in Spider-Man No Way Home. And this, I believe, is going to be a massive tease um, towards his involvement in the MCU going forward. And you'll figure out a little bit more why. Then, uh, moving on to one of the most emotional parts of, of this announcement was the Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, section. And this, uh, this was a very... Uh, this. I'm sorry. Um, this movie is going to be very emotional for me, and I'm I'm looking forward to it just to celebrate the life of Chadwick Boseman. Let me just talk about some of the details that we got from this trailer. We get our first look at Namor, and he looks angry. And he is played by Tenel Cuerta, and um, this is going to be like Atlantis in the MCU, except it's taking place... They're take they're making it more of like an Aztec, um, very Spanish background for this character, which is very different from the comics, but it's going to be very exciting, and I'm here to embrace it. The underwater scenes, they look stunning. I I thought that they looked really beautiful, and I'm curious to see how they're gonna do this. It looks like they filmed some of these scenes underwater. And it looks really, really beautiful. Way more cinematic than I thought it was going to be. And this movie just looks like an absolute spectacle. Like some of the shots, like the Dora Milaje coming out of the shadow, was absolutely stunning and beautiful. And then the dancers, right before we get the Marvel Studios logo, in all white. It just looks stunning, and I can't praise it enough. The only quote or the only line of dialogue that we got in this trailer was from Angela Bassett's uh, Queen 
Ramonda, I believe his her name, and she is gonna have an emotional arc in this movie with losing uh, T'Challa, and I I'm very excited to see her performance. She's on the show 911 and has a really great role on there. And then we also get our first look at Riri Williams, who is going to be the spiritual successor to Iron Man, and she will be playing the character of Ironheart. And we got our first tease of that when she hit the hammer onto the that sheet of, that sheet of metal, and the heart fell out of it. The heart shape fell out, out of it. And that wraps up Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then Kevin Feige went on to announce Phase 5 announcements, and I will just go down the list, including descriptions of the footage. So if you don't want to hear that, then just go ahead and skip ahead. So the first one that we got is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We got our first look at Stature or Stinger, depending on how they go with her roots in this, and that is Cassie Lang, played by Catherine Newton, and she is... Um, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, Scott Lang's daughter. And we only got this in the concept art. And the King the Conqueror also showed up in the concept art. It's really stunning and beautiful and gives us an idea of the craziness that's going to come. I'll share with you the exclusive footage that came from Comic-Con now. So if you want to save yourself and watch the trailer when it comes out in a couple months, go ahead and skip forward about a minute. So, Scott Lang is pleased with himself for saving the world, enjoying his celebrity status when his daughter Cassie is arrested. After agreeing to help with his experiments, Cassie is sucked into the quantum realm. Scott follows Cassie into the quantum realm, where he eventually runs into Kang. Ant-Man tells Kang, I'm an Avenger. Kang simply replies, I'm a conqueror. That comes from Screen Rant. And that's Really brief, we also got a look at um, Modoc, who is confirmed to be appearing in this movie as well. And so, that, that and I'm not sure who's playing that character. Bill Murray also showed up on screen as a completely different character from Modoc. And so, we have a lot to look forward to. And for those that don't know, Modoc is essentially a giant head on a tiny robot body. It's very, very comical and very strange but i'm curious to see how they're going to adapt that into this movie but with things going small and big maybe we already have an idea of how modok came to be and maybe it's somebody we already know moving on to secret invasion this will be coming out in spring 2023 and the footage description for this says that nick fury lands back on earth to visit maria hill she tells him she's been trying to call him and leaving voicemails. He says this time it's different. A shot of Ben Mendelsohn, who plays the scroll that we first met in the Captain Marvel movie. And there's an action beat where a building explodes, a shot of scrolls. They're the only ones in the way of what he want of what he wants. Someone asks him what that is. I don't know who wrote this. But it's not that great of a description, so I apologize. I'm sure there's better descriptions out there. And let's just move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This movie is coming out on May 5th, 2023. 
the footage description is this is going to be an emotional one but Gamora is seen with the Ravagers, not remembering anything about Star-Lord or his life with the first Gamora. Baby Rocket is shown, getting into the raccoon's origins. Adam Warlock, played by Will Poulter, is also seen. The footage ends with a comedic moment of Star-Lord opening up to Gamora emotionally when he is overheard by the other Guardians with Mantis and Drax making fun of him. And I... We already know that we're going to be getting a little bit of Rocket's origins, and I'm I'm not looking forward to that because I feel like it's just going to be heartbreaking. And these characters, we've known them for such a long time, and James Gunn said that this is the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy story. And he said just because some stories end doesn't mean that all of them die. But with that being said, it seems like we will be getting some deaths in this movie. Then we move on to Echo, which is going to be released in summer of 2023. It is rumored at this point, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are set to reprise their roles as Daredevil and Kingpin, which we recently saw Charlie Cox in Spider-Man No Way Home and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in Hawkeye last November, December. Then we have Loki Season 2, which will be released in the summer of 2023 with Tom Hiddleston and many of the other cast returning. And then we have The Marvels, which will be coming on July 28th, 2023. And if you haven't seen Miss Marvel, make sure to watch that because it ties heavily into that show. And I'm sure we'll understand more about Miss Marvel and her powers, as well as Captain Marvel and how they are connected. Then we have Blade, which will come out on November 3rd, 2023, starring Mahershala Ali, an Oscar winner, I believe. And then we have Ironheart, the sequel, the spin-off sequel to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which will be coming in the fall of 2023. And then we have a change of titles for Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which used to be titled House of of Harkness. And this will be coming out in winter 2023-2024. And so expect it to come around November of next year to January or February of 2024. And we'll probably get a better idea once they start advertising this show. Then Daredevil Born Again is going to be coming to Disney Plus and this was a massive massive announcement. And this will be coming to Disney Plus on spring 2024. The reason this is a massive announcement is because it's going to be getting 18 episodes. That is huge. I can't believe that we're getting 18 episodes of the show. I'm curious to know how they're going to do it. If they're going to be releasing three episodes at first or just one episode a week for 18 weeks. If that's the case, that will be insane. Um... A little bit about the origin story or the comic story for Daredevil Born Again. The story details Daredevil's descent into insanity and destitution at the Kingpin's hands, as well as a subsequent struggle to build a new life for himself. And the storyline was actually ad adapted in the 2018 third season of Netflix's Daredevil. And so this will be kind of, it's, I like that they're calling it Born Again because it's like, a soft reboot of that character 
And so it will be really interesting to see what they do with that storyline. Um, moving on, though, Captain America, New World Order, which comes out May 3rd, 2024. And this is really, really big. And this is what will be Sam Wilson's first Captain America movie. And I'm, I'm very excited for this movie. Um, a little bit about the New World Order comic story. It says, New World Order is a supervillain organization founded by Red Skull, and including characters such as Juggernaut and Mentallo as members with the intent of achieving world domination. New World Order doesn't have a massively storied history, but it does involve a run-in with the Hulk, whom they brainwash and for a time at least turn into a weapon to use against the Avengers, before eventually being defeated. Their operations would continue for some time after that, albeit without the Red Skull's involvement. There's not a huge amount of that to directly translate to the MCU now, but it could serve as the basis for Captain America. New World Order's, New World Order's story still, a secret group formed by Red Skull that still exists in some form, or a new version of it that looks to honor its, his legacy, which would fit the idea of Hydra Remnants as well and looks to establish the titular order of Captain America 4. And I don't know where I got that from, but they summed it up very well. I could definitely see this coming. I don't think that it's going to have Red Skull in it, because last time we saw him, we was on he was on that planet with the Soul Stone, which I can't remember what it is. So I think it will just be coming from Hydra, Hydra rising up again, and having some characters the thing that intrigues me about this is the character of juggernaut who is a mutant so i would be really curious to see him show up in this movie especially with the tease of the mutants that we just got a couple weeks ago then moving on to the last movie set in phase five of the mcu and that is thunderbolts which will be released on july 26th 2024 Marvel's Suicide Squad, essentially. And we've covered this before. It's going to have characters like Abomination, maybe Ghost, maybe um, Wyatt Russell's Captain America that we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. U.S. Agent is his name. Uh, we're going to be seeing uh, Allegra J. Fontaine. I can't remember her full name. It was a mouthful. Uh, but she's played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And then we're also going to get other characters that we've seen previously, maybe Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova. And there's so much potential with this show, this movie. And it comes out July 26, 2024, wrapping up Phase 5. And then the big reveal, Phase 6. We got three movie announcements to show us what is coming in phase six to give us an idea of what is coming there have been a lot of complaints about people feeling like phase four hasn't really had direction and they're not wrong but uh, i think marvel wanted to let people know that they do have a plan and so starting off with phase six fantastic four is starting off phase six on november 28th 2024 and then Avengers The Kang Dynasty on May 2nd, 2025. 
and a little bit about what was said about this movie from Kevin Feige. It comes down to the cast, and with Jonathan Majors, who I think took over the Hall H stage, you know in, th- in the three minutes he was up there, Feige told us. It's amazing, and I said to him, there's nobody's shoulders I'd rather be putting the multiverse saga on than this. It's really impressive what Jonathan Majors is able to do, and all the different incarnations, variants, if you will, of Kang that we will see him do. It's really pretty cool. And then he continues, what I love is that he's totally different from Thanos, that he is completely different, that it's not just how about there's a bigger purple guy with a helmet. That's not what Kang is. Kang is a very different type of villain. And the fact that he has many, many different characters, it's what's most exciting and most differentiates him, the Marvel Studios president added. And so that that's a little bit about the Kang dynasty and what Kevin Feige teased as far as what we can expect from Jonathan Majors showing up as Kang the Conqueror. And then to round up Phase 6, Avengers Secret Wars, which will be released November 7th, 2025, just six months after Avengers 5 comes out, we will be getting Avengers 6. That blows my mind. I'm very curious to see how Marvel is going to pull that off, whether they're going to have like two sets of directors making these movies or how it's going to work out. So we'll just have to wait and see. The thing that I'm really curious about with Secret Wars, I believe they're going to be adapting the 2015 version of Secret Wars, which Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness teased at this with the idea of incursions, which I believe we'll be getting a Doctor Strange movie, which wasn't announced sometime before these two movies. And that will tie heavily into these two movies. I believe that Doctor Strange 3 will essentially be the Thor Ragnarok of setting up these movies. It will be a really great precursor to to these movies. The thing that intrigues me the most about Secret Wars, though, is that if they are adapting the 2015 version of the the comic storyline, that means that we'll be getting Doctor Doom, which I believe we'll be getting a tease for Doctor Doom sooner rather than later, and I I think that we'll probably get a tease for that in the next year to year and a half. And then he'll probably be the main villain of Fantastic Four, and we'll get the groundwork for the multiverse in phase or in Fantastic Four as well, with them and the multi-dimensional travel. It's it's gonna be a fascinating movie. And I'm very curious to see who they cast as the Fantastic Four. D23 is just just over a month away. And I think that we're going to be getting some Fantastic Four casting announcements. And probably some casting announcements for a couple mutants. And I believe that we'll probably be getting some more title reveals for Phase 6. And when D23 comes around. But... We'll just have to wait and see. That is just my theory as to what's to come in September of this year. But that wraps up San Diego Comic-Con Day 3. I know it was a lot, but hopefully you guys caught a lot. And please let us know what you think of these announcements from Marvel and DC. With that, as always, keep watching movies.